Welcome to Zichud Daf Simani Member by Ram Goldhai, and today we're Zechus Yavamas Daf Pezayin, the ninth parak Yesh Mitaros. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, it was taught in the Brisa: Kashi Chazeres Chazeres Truma, Veino Chazeres Ochazavashok. When she, referring to the Kohen's daughter, returns to her father's house after being widowed or divorced, Manan Kohen, she returns to her right to eat Truma, but she does not return to her right to eat from the Chazavashok. The Gemara brings five different sources for this din, including the following. Rav Nachman said, in the name of Rabbah Bar that the source is Malechem Aviyah Tochel. She may eat from her father's bread. Malechem Vogokolechem Parochaz Vashok. From the bread, but not all the bread, which excludes the Chaz Vashok. Rav Safra said the Pasuk states, Malechem Aviyah Tochel. She may eat from her father's bread. Lechem Vogobasar. Bread, but not meat. Rav Papa said the Pasuk teaches, Lechem Aknui Laviyah. Bread that belongs to her father, which excludes the chazvashok, which do not belong to the Kohanim. Rather, they acquire these portions from the table of the Most High. Point number two, from the Pasuk addressing the right of Abbas Cohen to return to eat Truma in her father's house, we learn two exclusions. From Vizera Enla, and she has no offspring, we learn that if she has a child that is already born, she may not eat Truma. And from Kinuhurepa, as in her youth, we learn that she may not eat Truma if she's pregnant. The Gemara now explains why both teachings are needed. If the Torah had only written Vizera Enla and she has no offspring, one might have thought that a woman who has a child is excluded from eating Truma because Mikar because originally she left her house as one body and now she has two bodies, herself and her child. But a pregnant woman is still only one body and therefore we might think she could eat Truma. And if the Torah had only written Kinnarel, as in her youth, to exclude a pregnant woman, one might thought a pregnant woman is forbidden, Demikara Gufa Srika, Vashta Gufa Malia, because originally her body was empty and now her body is full. But a woman who has already given birth, who originally left when her body was empty and is returning with her body empty, I would say she should not be excluded from eating Truma. And point number three, the opening mission of the 10th parak states, Concerning a woman whose husband went overseas and they came and reported to her, your husband died, and she went and married another woman. And afterwards, her first husband returned, rendering her second marriage void. She faces 16 consequences, beginning with the requirement to leave both husbands. The more explains that even though the mission stated they came and told her, which implies that two witnesses came, it can be inferred from the Seifa, which states, If she remarried without the sanction of Basin, she is permitted to return to him, where the case refers to where there were two witnesses, that the ratio is dealing with the case where she got remarried based on Eid Echod, the testimony of one witness. We can learn from here that Eid Echod Neman, a single witness, is believed to permit a woman to marry. The Gemara's attempt to bring a derisive source that one witness is believed with regard to prohibitions is successfully challenged. So once again, the three points are number one. It was taught in a bracelet. When she, referring to the Cohen's daughter, returns to her father's house after being widowed or divorced from a non-Cohen, she returns to her right to eat Truma, but does not return to her right to eat from the Chaz the Gemara brings five different sources for this din, including the following. Rav Nachman said, in the name of Rabbah Bar that the source is Malechem Aviyah Tochel. She may eat from her father's bread. Malechem Vogokolechem Parochaz Vashok. From the bread, but not all the bread, which excludes the Chaz Vashok. Rav Safra said the Pasuk states, Malechem Aviyah Tochel. She may eat from her father's bread. Lechem Vogobasar. Bread, but not meat. Rav Papa said the Pasuk teaches, Lechem Aknui Laviyah. Bread that belongs to her father, which excludes the chazvashok, which do not belong to the Kohanim. Rather, they acquire these portions from the table of the Most High.
Pointing to from the Pasuk addressing the right of Abbas Cohen to return to eat Truma in her father's house, we learn two exclusions. From Vizera Enla, and she has no offspring, we learn that if she has a child that is already born, she may not eat Truma. And from Kinuhurapa, as in her youth, we learn that she may not eat Truma if she's pregnant. The more now explains why both teachings are needed. If the Torah had only written Vizera Enla, and she has no offspring, one might have thought that a woman who has a child is excluded from eating truma because mikar Because originally, she left her house as one body, and now she is two bodies, herself and her child. But a pregnant woman is still only one body, and therefore we might think she could eat truma. And if the Torah had only written knarel, as in her youth, to exclude a pregnant woman, one might have thought a pregnant woman is forbidden the mikar gufa srika gufa malya. Because originally her body was empty, and now her body is full. But a woman who has already given birth, who originally left when her body was empty and is returning with her body empty, I would say she should not be excluded from eating truma. And pointing me through the opening mission of the tenth parak states, concerning a woman whose husband went overseas and they came and reported to her, your husband died, and she went and married another woman, and afterwards, her first husband returned, rendering her second marriage void, she faces 16 consequences, beginning with the requirement to leave both husbands. The more explains that even though the mission stated they came and told her, which implies that two witnesses came, it can be inferred from the Seifa, which states, If she remarried without the sanction of Basin, she is permitted to return to him, where the case refers to where there were two witnesses, that the ratio is dealing with the case where she got remarried based on Eid Echod, the testimony of one witness. We can learn from here that Eid Echonema, a single witness, is believed to permit a woman to marry. The Gemara's attempt to bring a derisive source that one witness is believed with regard to prohibitions is successfully challenged. Alright, so now we go to Simradapay Zain, and this one was suggested to us by Binyamin Michel from Boca Raton and Ellie Behar from Ramape Chemish. They both suggested Pei Zain is a golden Pez candy dispenser. A golden Pez candy dispenser. So here goes. The little bus Cohen eating from her golden Pez candy dispenser, who turned away her divorced sister, who came to eat of the Chazev Ashok, and then gave one candy to her pregnant sister, and two to the one with a child, who were forbidden from Truma, didn't know what to give her sister whose husband died overseas, based on the testimony of one aide. Once again, slow motion. The little bus Cohen eating from her golden Pez candy dispenser. Golden Pez candy dispenser? That must have learned off Pei Zion. The little bus Cohen eating from her golden Pez candy dispenser, who turned away her divorced sister, who came to eat from the Chazav Ashok, which reminds us it was taught in the Bryce that when she, referring to a bus Cohen, returns to her father's house after being widowed or divorced from a non-Cohen, she returns to her right to eat Truma, but she does not return to her right to eat from the Chazav Ashok. The Gemara brings five different sources for this din. Rav Safra said, the Pasuk states, Malechem Afiyah Tochel, she may eat from her father's bread. Lechem V'lobasar, bread, but not meat. So, the little bus Cohen eating from her golden Pez candy dispenser, who turned away her divorced sister, who came to eat from the Chazav Ashok, and then gave one candy to her pregnant sister, and two to the one with a child, who were forbidden from Truma, which reminds us from the Pasuk addressing the right of a bus Cohen to return to eat Truma in her father's house. We learn two exclusions. From Vazera Enla, she has no offspring. We learn that if she has a child that is already born, she may not eat truma. And from Kenuhurewa, as in her youth, we learn that she may not eat truma if she's pregnant. The Gemara explains why both teachings are needed. So, the little bus Cohen eating from her golden Pez candy dispenser, who turned away her divorced sister who came to eat from the Chaz of Ashok, and then gave one candy to her pregnant sister, and two to the one with the child, who were forbidden from truma... 
didn't know what to give her sister whose husband died overseas based on the testimony of 1-8. Which reminds us of the opening verse in the 10th Pharaoh states, Isha shahok Concerning a woman whose husband went overseas and they came and reported to her, your husband died and she went and married another man, and afterwards her first husband returned, rendering her second marriage void, she faces 16 consequences, beginning with the requirement to leave both husbands. The warrant explains that even though the mission stated they came and told her, which implies that two witnesses came, it can be inferred from the safer that the Rasha is dealing with a case where she got remarried based on Eid Echot, the testimony of one witness. So once again, the little bus Cohen eating from her golden Pez candy dispenser, who turned away her divorced sister, who came to eat from the Chaz of Ashok, and then gave one candy to her pregnant sister and two to the one with a child, who were forbidden from Truma, didn't know what to give her sister whose husband died overseas, based on the testimony of one Eid. Alright, now it's time to go to our four block back Chazara. Daf Pei Gimel. So the simmer Daf Pei Gimel is a pogo stick. So here goes. The farmer who uses pogo stick, pogo stick, that must be more on Daf Pei Gimel. The farmer who uses pogo stick to jump up and graft a branch on a tree 44 days before Shaviz, which reminds us, Gemorgas Mishnai's where Yosem and Rishim issued rulings together and the Lacha goes according to them. One of them being in terms of our Chava, grafting. The one does not graft a branch on a tree two weeks before Shaviz, which is understood to mean 44 days before Shaviz, since the 30 days before Shaviz are already ushered to the Malacha because of Tosva Shaviz. So the farmer who uses pogo stick to jump up and graft a branch on a tree 44 days before Shaviz spotted a farmer spreading his vine over his tum-tum neighbor's grain. Which reminds us, Shmuel said the halachas of Rabbi regarding Kiddush, rendering produce unfit regarding Klein. For was taught in Mishnah and Klein, Rabbi says one who spreads his vine over the standing grain of his friend has rendered the grain unfit as Klai Kerim and as Chai for its loss. Rabbi Yosri, Rabbi Shimon say, Ein Adam A person cannot render something prohibited unless it belongs to him. And Tosos explains that this principle only applies with prohibitions that require intent, such as Klai. But in cases that do not require intent, such as one putting Chalav or Nevela in his friend's pot of meat, the fruit certainly becomes forbidden. So the farmer uses pogo stick to jump up and graft a branch on a tree, 44 days before Shaviz spotted a farmer spreading his vine over his tumtum neighbor's grain, who was distracted while being informed he should not perform chalitza. Which reminds us that Rabbi Yudo holds that a tumtum whose genital covering was torn open and found to be a male should not perform chalitza because he's a sris vadai, a definite sris. Whereas the son Rabbi Yosef Rabbi said that a tumtum is only a suffix sris. The nafkamina between them is to disqualify the yavama for yibum, when there are other brothers, and to perform chalitza when there are no other brothers. According to Rabbi Yudu, who holds that he's a sris vadai, his act of chalitza has no validity, and she still may be taken in yibum by the other brothers, whereas according to Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda, it may have a validity if he's not a sris chama. If there are no other brothers, Rabbi Yudu says she does not require chalitza from him, whereas according to Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda, she does, since he might not be a sris chama. Daf peidolod, so the similar daf peidolod is a launch pad. So here goes. The Kona had Yod astronaut getting married to the Almana on his launch pad. Launch pad? That must mean we're on Daf Peidolid. The Kona had Yod astronaut getting married to an Almana on his launch pad, while his brother the Kohen Gadol stood by, which reminds us, the opening mission in the ninth pair presents four categories of women, the first category being those who are permitted to their husbands and prohibited to their Yavams. The first case is Kon Hedyot Shinasas Almana Vieshulach Kon Gadol, a Kon Hedyot who married an Almana and he has a brother who's a Kon Gadol. The Gmore addresses why the mission said he was married to a widow when it could have said that he did Kedushin with her and she would still be forbidden to the Yavam who is a 
Congado. So the Conhedyot astronaut getting married to an Alman on his launch pad, while his brother the Congado stood by, was interrupted by a basula who climbed up and asked why he didn't marry her, which reminds us. The Gemara continues to challenge the first example of the mission and asks why the first case is that of an Almana, least named Basul. Let it state she was a Basul who had never been married since she will become an Almana when the Konhedyo dies. So the Konhedyo astronaut getting married to an Almana on his launch pad while his brother the Kongado stood by was interrupted by a Basula who climbed up and asked why he didn't marry her. And he told her that as a Kohen she could marry the Chala working in the control tower. Which reminds us, Rebuda said in the name of Rav, Eligible women, referring to the daughters of Kahanim, are not prohibited to be married to Basuim, such as Chalolim. Rav and Bar Yitzhak's challenge to Rav's ruling is rebuffed. Daf Pehei. So the Simon Daf Pehei is associated to a mouth and we use a dentist. So here goes. The Kohen God who was way overseas lecturing in a dental convention. Dental convention? Dentist? That must be on Daf Pehei. Mouth. So the Kongaru who was away overseas lecturing at a dental convention when he got a call that his Almana wife had taken out a loan to cover her Mazonos, which reminds us, if an Almana married a Kongaru or a Grusha or a Chalutza married a Konhedyot, do they have the right to sustenance or not when the husband went overseas and she borrowed money and used it to support herself? Yochan answered that while she can claim the Ksuba itself, which is collected upon leaving the marriage, she cannot claim Mazonos, which might cause her to stay with him. So the Kongado who was away overseas lecturing at a dental convention, when he got a call that his Almana wife had taken out a loan to cover her Mazonos, overheard a dentist tell his Shnia wife that she was not going to receive her Ksuba, like her Almana friend got from the Kongado. Which reminds us, it was taught in a bright an Almana to a Kongado, or a Grusha, or a to a Konhedyot, she receives her ksuba, peros, mazonos, and worn-out garments, referring to garments that she brought into the marriage, she may take with her when the marriage ends, whereas Shneos receive none of them. The Brisa brings three explanations for the distinction. Revi says the distinction is the case of the Alman to a Kongado is a Daraisa, and Daraisa law does not require Chizuk, whereas a Daraban, like Shneos, does require Chizuk. So the Kongado was away overseas lecturing at a dental convention when he got a call that his Almana wife had taken out a loan to cover her Mazonos, overheard a dentist tell his Shnia wife that she was not going to receive her Ksuba like her Almana friend got from the Kongado, since she was the one who persuaded him to get married. Which reminds us, the brides have brought a third explanation why the Almana to a Kongado receives a Ksuba, whereas the Shnia does not. In the case of the Almana to a Kongado, Zehu Margila, it's the man who persuades the woman to marry him. A woman would not want into a marriage which disqualifies her, her husband, and her children, and where her husband would be angry with her, that she caused a psul for him and his children. In the case of the Shnia, Zohi Margilaso, it's she that persuades the man to marry her. Since the marriage will not disqualify her, her husband, or her children, she has nothing to lose, and therefore persuades him. Daf Pevav, so the Simon Daf Pevav is police. So here goes. The Maiserishan police, police, that must be learned Daf Pevav. The Maiserishon police who prevented Maiserishon from being given to Zarim, which reminds us that Remer's source that Maiserishon is asked to Zarim is the passage that states, Kes Maiser b'nei Israel asher yerimu l'ashem truma, for the Maiser of the Jewish people that they will designate to Hashem as truma, I have given to the Levim as an inheritance. By describing Maiser as truma, the passage is teaching, Ma truma asur l'zarim, of Maiserishon asur l'zarim. Just as truma is forbidden to Zarim, so to Maiserishon is forbidden to Zarim. 
The Rabbanan who hold that Maiserishina is mutter to Zarim explain the Pasuk to teach Matruma Tovelas of Maiserishina Nami Tovel. Just as Truma affects the law of Tevel, which Rashi explains to mean that if someone eats Tevel where Truma has not been separated, he's Chayv Misibide Shemaim, so too if one eats Tevel where Maiserishina has not been separated, he's Chayv Misibide Shemaim. So the Maiserishina police who prevented Maiserishina from being given to Zarim, as well as to Kahani, to the delight of the Levim, which reminds us, the Gemara explains the Rebbe Kiva's source that Maiserishina may only be given to Levim is the Pasuk that states, To the Levim shall you speak, and you shall say to them when you take Miser. The Pasuk is specifically addressing Levim. Rabbi Lezabah who holds that Miser may also be given to Kohanim, would respond and explain the Pasuk in light of what Rabbi Yishub Levi said. In 24 places in Tanakh, Kohanim are called the Levim, and this Pasuk would be one of them. So, the Maiserishon police who prevented Maiserishon from being given to Zarim, as well as to Kahan, to the delight of the Levim, received a message from police headquarters that the Levim were penalized and to distribute the Maiser instead to the poor. Which reminds us, Rabbi Yonason and the elders disagree on the nature of the penalty to the Levim, who did not ascend from Babo regarding Maiserishon. One who holds Kanselanim, the penalty required the Maiser be given to the poor, which the Mepharshim explained means that it may also be given to the poor. This would deprive the Levim of some of the Maiser. The other one holds that Kohanim be made to Masan Anim Ninu. When Kohanim are Tame, they are poor because they cannot eat Truma then, so as a decree, the Maiser be given to them. All right, that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Kondzich wishing you a great day and great learning.